Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thanks for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Sam Bakhtiar. Sam is a doctor, champion bodybuilder, author, CEO of multiple brands, and he is the founder of one of the fastest growing fitness franchises in the country with his fitness centers known as the Camp Transformation Center. The camp now has over 110 locations. Sam is also the founder of the One Percenter Movement. Sam inspires modern adults and youth to discover their 1% potential and excel in the five Fs, faith, family, fitness, finance, and fun. He is also the host of the One Percenter Podcast, bringing knowledge of one percenters to help you reach your peak potential. With almost a million followers on Instagram, he is making a difference by helping people achieve their true potential. Sam takes pride in his family. With two daughters and a son, he is making a difference in their lives by building a future for them. His family is his world, and there is nothing that will stop him from providing the life they deserve. Please welcome Dr. Sam Bakhtiar to Dad Up. Sam, I really appreciate you joining me on Dad Up today. Uh, I know you're, you're a dad. You've got a, you got a few kids, and uh, you're very successful in what you do. You have a, one of the fastest-growing franchises in the country, and um, so it's an honor for me to have you on. And um, I just kind of want to get your take on uh, your experiences as a dad. And for my listeners that don't may, may not know much about you, um, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, your backstory, kind of your history, uh, how you grew up, and also um, what you're doing now and about your kids. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, so I was born in a, in a third world country during the war, you know, and uh, I was born in Tehran, Iran. And as soon as I was three years old, two things happened. One, uh, my dad left us, he left the country, and my mom and dad got divorced when I was three years old. I never saw him again. And uh, then also, um, you know, the war happened. The war between Iran and Iraq happened. And it was one of the most devastating things that I ever, you know, that I ever, you know, felt, you know. So we were in a third world country. We're getting bombed on every night. We heard sirens. We would go underneath the stairs and and in the basement. Hopefully the bomb doesn't destroy us. Then when I was 11 years old, um, my mom said, well, you know, we want to get out of here. I don't want, I don't want to die. I don't want my son to go to the army. So we escaped as refugees of war. We came to the United States. When I was coming to the United States, you know, I thought I was coming to Beverly Hills, you know, and, uh, you know, that's, that's what they showed on TV. And uh, we went to a little town called Sharon, Pennsylvania. It was like the most ghetto, you know, ever. Like, you know, the, to this day, I've never been to a worse neighborhood than, than where my uncle had his uh, convenience store. I mean, I, you know, outside Brian, it was literally abandoned buildings thick roads, it wasn't even paid. And it was, you know, drug dealers, pimps, prostitutes, you name it. And it was just straight out of like a like a movie. I thought I was going to Beverly Hills and that was my first, you know, my first you know, ex- impression of America. Right. You know, went to school, didn't speak a language, you know, got kicked on, you know, got bullied, all the stuff that you can you can imagine I went through. And there's a series of things that happened, you know, by the grace of God. Today, you know, I'm the CEO of the Camp Transformation Center, CEO of One Person Life. We are an international franchise. You know, I have uh, three children, two daughters, and a son. And um, I, I live the American dream, thanks to God, thanks to America, 
and a little bit of, you know, grit and not giving up combined, you know, it made for a good recipe. Now you're being a, being a franchise owner of a fitness in the, in the, in the fitness, fitness industry, you, you've kind of been in fitness for uh, a pretty long time, right? I mean, you, you, you started working out and, and getting into shape and all that when you're, you're a young boy. Um, how did, how did you, how did you get into it? <laughs> it was all, it was all God's plan, you know, because uh, when I was in my old country, as soon as I was able to walk, I was playing soccer. Mm. And when we came to America, I wanted to play soccer, except in Sharon, Pennsylvania in 1985. Nobody knew what soccer was. So, you know, I come, I come to a new school, don't speak a language, don't fit in, you know, don't, you know, don't have any friends. And now they don't have my favorite sport. So as you can imagine, you know, as an 11-year-old, 12-year-old, I was devastated. I was literally, you know, um, devastated. I didn't know what to do. I was like really... I was I was down. I was depressed. I tried out for the basketball team. I got cut from the basketball team. It was like literally one of my worst days of my life. But ended up being the best day of my life because you know at that time I was devastated. I went home crying to my mom. Mom, nobody likes me. I want to go back to the old country. This country, you know, I don't have any friends. You know, all that kind of stuff. And my mom said we don't have a choice. We came as refugees. We escaped. So what we have to do is go get better. So go to the boys' club, get better at basketball, try next year. And as, as I was going to the boys' club to get better, a month into you know, practicing basketball, I saw these guys that went that came from this room, and they all looked had big old chests and big old biceps. They all looked like Sylvester Sloan and Arnold Schwarzenegger, like like it was uh, like like back in the day when the movies were hot. And I'm like, man, I want to look like them. I want to look like them. So I went to the weight room. You know, I was so scared because I was puny. I was tiny. These guys were huge. They were slamming the weights. They were cussing at each other, slapping each other. Little by little, I started working out. And I fell in love for what it did for me, not only on the on the outside, but what it did for my self-esteem, my self-worth, and how I felt about myself. And that's when I knew that that's what I want to do the rest of my life. I want to help others, you know, fold the way I did because it really changed my life. So you knew then that you were going to do this for the rest of your life. I knew right there and then that I, I wanted to do that the rest of my life. Now, for somebody that wants to get into entrepreneurship, maybe open a business, how did you, how did you come about opening up the camp? Well, um, the camp was basically, again, you know, if if you look at my story, everything that came out of everything that came out of it was, you know, out of devastation. Out mm-hmm. of devastation came something greater. So, you know, just like when I came to America, it was out of devastation because we were getting bombed on. How I not been getting bombed on? How would my dad left us? I, I could have been still in, in, in Iran. Mm-hmm. So, you know, off, off um, before we got on this call, we were talking, me and you, about, you know, the the COVID-19. Right. And I told you that, I'm, I'm you know, I truly believe that something really good is going to come out of it. You know, for a lot of people, I know it's devastating and all that, but all of us are learning a lesson. God doesn't make mistakes. So a lot of times when, when you're going through a hard time, you're going through a devastation, just know that God is testing you and he has something better for you on the other side as long as you persevere, as long as you have faith in him. And uh, so, um, yeah, so the camp came, came about because when I started my personal training gym in, in the year 2000 here in Chino, California, I was doing pretty good. 
and then so you know the uh the recession hit in two thousand eight. Nobody could afford personal training. Nobody could afford, you know, uh, paying five, six, eight hundred dollars a month. So next, you know, my business started going tanking, you know, and I didn't know anything about ups and downs in the economy. I never saved for a rainy day. I didn't know, you know, so it really took me by surprise. And I was devastated because my first daughter was born in 2009 and I'm, you know, minus three hundred fifty dollars in the bank account. You know, I'm broke. I'm crying now because I didn't want to become that deadbeat dad that out that I had. So through these through years of trial and error, trying to figure out what to do, one thing I didn't do, Brian, is sit home and 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 be depressed. You know, I mean, I was depressed, but I still went to work. I still went to figure out what what I had to do. I tried many different things, failed many different things, till in 2010 we became uh, we well, we started this group training concept called the Camp, which we were able to have one trainer and have the people split the personal training costs between one trainer had a few people. And at first, I was kind of skeptical. I didn't know if it was going to work or not, you know. But by the grace of God, like, you know, people started having more fun. They stayed longer. They got better results. And we were also able to control the overhead mm-hmm. so that um, so that we were able to, you know, be able to be able to keep going. Well, that's cool. Now, how many, uh, how many franchises do you have or how many franchise centers do you have? We have about 120 locations right now. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome, Sam. That's that's such a great story. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Now you have three. You have three kids, two daughters and a son. Um, what do you What do you enjoy most about being a dad? Well, you know, being a dad, I think the greatest gift, you know, and you know, it's the highest gift that God can give you to give you children. You know, and I I wholeheartedly believe that if you're blessed enough to have kids. It's your duty and obligation to be able to raise, you know, uh, a functioning and, and contributing members to society, you know, and uh, so many people can, you know, can't have kids. So if you're able to have kids and you have kids, you're blessed beyond, beyond, beyond anything, beyond money, beyond any material possession. So, um, you know, being a dad it changes you, you know, especially someone like me where, I was the only child, you know, I never had a brother or sister. I never shared anything. I was selfish. I was self-centered. You know, uh, you know, I got out of college, started making money. I was a bodybuilder, which is the most selfish sport you can have. And I had to now become a self, selfless man and putting someone's life, somebody's knees, you know, above, you know, before you is, is, is totally a, a, a state that not many people can, can experience. Right. Yeah. Now, um, in being a dad, what? How did your life change when you became a dad? Because you were you were trying to grow a business and having a young family. Uh, there's challenges there. So, how did your life change though when you became that dad? Well, I became selfless. Mm. I became selfless. You know, I, I you know I realized that my number one priority, above and everything, now is my family. Before, before, before that, it was making money and it was my selfish need. But now it was spending time for my family and providing advice for my family it was in that order. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. So, so you know, today, as a dad, as a husband, as a business owner, here are my top three priorities. You know, other than God, other than you know, serving the humanity. You know, my immediate top, you know, my top immediate top three priorities is number one 
spend as much time with the family as possible. Number two, provide for the family. And number three, is stay healthy so I can do one and two. It's really that simple for me. Right. Now, speaking of staying healthy, now, as a, as a business owner, somebody that's in the fitness industry and somebody that's, that's I mean, you're in, you're in heck of shape for, for, um, for a dad that's, <laughs> you know, making things happen. You're, you're in a tremendous amount of shape and you, you've, uh, you've certainly um, got the records to show it too. Um, our kids tend to steer away from kind of the, I guess, the careers that our parents are, are doing. How do you as a dad and still, I guess you could say as, as for parents, how do you teach parents how to instill a proper, healthy lifestyle for their kids? Well, I think that um, it really all starts within within themselves. It doesn't. It doesn't start. You can tell your kids eat this and eat that, but if you're not doing it yourself, mm-hmm. then it's not going. It's not going to work. It really all starts within within how, what you do. You know, you can you know you can tell them what to do, but you got to show them by you doing it yourself. Lead by example. So absolutely, and that, that's yeah. that's that's the that's the only way. Yeah, lead by example. I, I agree, and um, you, you can't preach to your children one way and then and then act another. So I would I would definitely definitely agree with you there. Now, how old are your how old are your daughters again? My daughters are ten and six. And then Simone is how old? Simone is nine months now. Nine months. So he's uh he's uh probably going to be walking here in the next couple months. <laughs> yes, he is. Yep. <laughs> well, cool. Well, Sam, what do you wish you knew before you had kids that you know now? Honestly, nothing. Honestly, nothing. I enjoy every process. I don't regret anything. You know, uh, I enjoy learning as I go. You know, I always knew that I wanted kids. I wanted to cherish every second, every moment. I always knew that I wanted to to be a, a super provider for them, not only materially, but also intellectually. You know, um, so from a very young age, I knew that I want to be opposite of what my dad was. Right. And so, you know, I always plan, even though, you know, times when I had no money, I always planned ahead for her college. So, you know, started putting, you know, I always was proactive. I remember the first day that, I saw the ultrasound on the on our first children on our first child. I sold my motorcycles. Oh wow! I mean, I I I became a, a super dad as soon as I saw the ultrasound. Right. You know, and that's something that I, I always I didn't want because I I think because I had that big chip on my shoulder of of a dad not being there not providing for me that was that was my blessing to become a super dad. Right. Right. Like you said, you, you, you want to make sure you're spending as much time. You want to make sure you're providing and you want to make sure you're staying healthy. Yeah. You know, when it comes to um, challenges, uh, you know, you're trying to run a business um, and it's it, it, that that alone keeps you busy. Um, but what are some of the challenges you face right now being a dad for not only your daughters at the ages that they're at, but also for your son, who's, who's uh, a, a baby? Yeah, you know, so I mean, the challenges I have as a dad is is the information they receive, and I, and I can't control every information they receive, and so I have to try to just you know give them basic guidelines for life, that kind of like a Ten Commandments, basic mm-hmm. rules of living, and know that hopefully they're able to um, you know navigate through it. 
Right. Yeah. The, the information that they receive from you um, as, as their, their guide or their leader um, is super important. And you want to make sure it's obviously the right information. And, and, you know, there's no owner's manual to being a dad. You're doing the best you can do. But you do the best that you can do based on uh, what you've learned uh, in, in life experiences and also um, what you've learned from other dads. And that's kind of the reason why I, I do this show is for dads to learn from other dads and learn the experiences that they're going through and, and, and to teach them how to be a better dad. As an entrepreneur, a business owner, do you think you want your daughters to go down that field in maybe in the fitness industry or, or be a business owner of some sort? Or, or are you kind of on the, on the path of wanting them to do whatever they want to do? Well, you know, um, because you know, me becoming a doctor was kind of forced upon me. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to force anything on my daughters mm-hmm. or, or my son. You know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do what I do and let them see what I did. And if that's what they want to do, become an entrepreneur like their dad and become a fitness uh, uh, business, I support it 100%. I will push them, but I will not going to push them to what they want, what I want them to do. You know, I'm going to find out what they want to do. I'm going to support them. I'm going to push them with love. And hopefully they make the right decision. I don't want to make decisions for them. Yeah. Somebody said to me um, once that, uh, you know, I I feel the same way, Sam. I have have two boys, as you know, my my oldest is 21 and and, um, I I believe you chatted with them a few times, but my youngest is 18 and they're, you know, they don't quite know what they want to do yet in life. My oldest wants to, he kind of wants to go into the fitness industry, maybe in the doing supplements um, uh, and he kind of wants to gear it towards uh, the college age uh, kids. Um, He thinks there's a big uh, market there to tap into. Uh, my youngest son, um, he's not quite sure. He thinks he wants to get into be sports medicine or something along those lines. But uh, I want them to do whatever they want to do as long as they're happy and passionate about it, right? You want your kids to be passionate with whatever they do. And as long as it's legal and ethical, um, then I'm in full support. And I'm sure you feel the same. I absolutely feel the same. Yeah. Now, uh, if I were to ask your kids, Sam, to tell me about their dad, what would you hope your kids would say about you? So, you know, I want my kids to someday they say, you know, my dad was, has always been there for me, you know, and my dad always was there to hear me, listen to me, and provide me unbiased information. You know, you know, I believe that as dad, we're just their, we're their life coaches, you know, and all we have to do is just give them the right information and let them choose for themselves and, and, and provide the right foundation. I've been reading so many books on, 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 on fatherhood. And I think at the end of the day, you know, we want to become their, their, their confidant. We want to be their trusted advisor, if you will. So they can, they, they're, they're, they're so comfortable enough to, to come to us. They can come to us with all their problems, all their, anything that they want to talk about, we're a bit able to provide them nice, unbiased information. And you have to build that trust with your kids. They have to build that trust with you. And uh, at the same time, we have to have, uh, we have to communicate with our kids as much as possible. Um, that's one of the ways we build trust. And that's one of the ways that um, that we teach them that, hey, it's okay whether you're in trouble or, or not, or you think you've made a mistake, you want your kids to feel comfortable coming to you. Yes. If you had to give advice to, now you have you have a ten year old and a six year old, but you also have a baby. If you had to give advice to another dad, that's a brand new dad, what advice would you give them? No, I said that I, I will give them 
advice that, look, it's not the quantity of time. It's not quality of time. You need to have both. Right. You know, you need to have quality. You got to spend quality time with your with, with your kids and you also quality of time. And I always want to ask, you know, ask them, look, on your deathbed, what would you want to do more? Do you want to, would you want to be with your kids more? You know, that's, that's a question I ask myself all the time. You know, and um, and and I always say, you know, do I want to work more? Do I want to make more money more? Do I want to more, or do I want to spend more time with my children? You know, and it's always going to be more more with my children. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to work hard. I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm going to spend home all day and be with the kids and not get anything done and 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 move out on the streets. No, that's not what it means. It means that now my time is so much more valuable. Which means when I'm at work, I'm in there for one reason and one reason only to get stuff done as fast as possible, as efficient as possible, so I can come and be with my family. I totally agree. And you know what? I love what you said there about, uh, you know, if you're on your deathbed uh, and you had to say, what, what was the one thing that you could have if you didn't, if you didn't have it now, what, what would you like to have more of? And um, that's, a, that's a great, great, great way to look at it, Sam. That's a great way to look at it. If my listeners want to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, um, where can they find you? Uh, I know you got uh, an awesome YouTube um, show going on, and uh, I know they can find you on social media. But where can they find more about you? And also, what do you have going on this year? What's going on for you new this year? Well, bro, you know, I'm I'm working on just more like doing coaching online. You know, I love coaching, whether it's helping people, you know, with their fitness, whether it's helping people with with their business or or discipline, time management. You know, I love, I love helping people go to that next level. So you, you can look, you guys can look, anybody can look me up online, Sam Bakhtiar. Just Google my name, S-A-M-B-A-K-H-T-I-A-R. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm on Instagram. All my handles are the same. And if somebody wants to text me, they can text me directly at uh, 909-200-4015. Awesome. Well, Sam, I, I want you to know you're a huge mentor of mine. Um, I, I, um, I follow you very closely and look up to you and respect what you're doing. And um, I always take your guidance and your, your words um, uh, to, to heart. And um, I appreciate everything you're doing, not only for me, but for others out there, but selfishly for me, because, because I look at your, uh, your posts and, and watch your shows and they inspire me. And I want you to know that, that, that I appreciate you and respect you immensely. Thank you so much, man. I, likewise, man. I'm feeling this neutral. Thanks, Brian, for having me on the show. Thank you very much, Sam. You certainly represent the data community very well. And um, stay he- stay safe and healthy, brother. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you having me. Thank you again to Sam for talking with me on Data. Sam is doing great things with his family, his business, and his various platforms. You'll learn a lot from his guests on his YouTube show, so make sure you check it out. Also, if you have a desire to be in the best shape of your life, check out his fitness center, the CAM Transformation Center. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. It is also important to share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing and talking about it. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for guests or would like to be a guest yourself, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at datapodcast, or you can email me at datuptribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.